damn, we got played. Then there were some links that were shared. Now we have some breaking news. Let, let me break it down for you. So Manolo Vega is definitely There's no doubt in my mind. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Shank Happens. It's major week at the PGA Championship going on. I'm Travis, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Coach Rusty. What's happening, dude? What's going on? Stoked for another episode. Stoked for major week. We, we got a great episode coming, guys. You're gonna you're gonna want to stick around for this. I, specifically, the out of bounds segment here. We've got we've got some breaking news, don't we? We do. We have some breaking news. It's gonna happen right here on the Shank Happens Pod. We both had a good week last week. A lot of stuff going on in the golf world, both in, in our world as well. So um, let's just jump right into it on the first tee. You know, for me in Dallas, the PGA Tour uh, came back to Dallas, played at the TPC Craig Ranch for the first time. Uh, bad weather all week, man. Um, I had the Cotton Bowl event with Peyton Manning and Andy Roddick, and that pretty much got rained out, which was a total bummer. Uh, Sweetens Cove put on a great event, renting out the Cotton Bowl which is a huge historic venue. Uh, Andy made it because he lives in Austin, drove up and got to spend some time with him. Cool dude, man. He was such a, a good dude. Got a great golf swing. Uh, the GM golf uh, guys were there. Bryce Butler was there. And then you had uh, Peyton Manning, who decided to fly commercial for the first time in like 10 years, was texting and saying, fuck, my flight is not going to make it. I'm going to Houston. And didn't get to see him, man. So I was really looking forward to hanging out with Peyton because he just overall, obviously, football legend, but just wanted to be able to get some content with him and uh, be around the guy. So hopefully another time. But dude, can you imagine flying like commercial and looking over and Peyton Manning is just right by you? Like, what would that be yeah. like? That would be nuts. I And it's like there's I, I just don't know why he would ever make the decision to fly commercial unless he's like. Like just knowingly going to get bombarded by people because like even if he puts like a fake mustache on and sunglasses <laughs> and fucking hoodie over his like you know it's Peyton Manning like he's got this like posture about him you know the, the build you can tell it's Peyton Manning and as soon as he opens his mouth he's like yeah can I get a Bud Light like it, it's Peyton fucking Manning <laughs> yeah. they're like oh we no... know who that is yeah exactly. uh, maybe so. maybe someone like him wants to do that every five to ten years so they get bombarded and feel good about themselves so like hey i still got it but i, I yeah. don't know i mean because dude he's super recognizable he's super tall but he's such a nice guy that anyone who come up to him he'd probably stop and take a picture of him. so yeah. i don't know but uh the event was i mean i can see how that could have been just super fun but the rain caused a lot of issues the byron had a lot of rain which made the course super playable um kh lee ended up winning 25 under par um the course is pretty wide open there's not a lot of trouble you can get it off the tee the greens were super soft and receptive as you can see in the scores but first time in the winner's circle for lee uh, our good friend brett waldman who uh, is on his bag uh, was victorious again which is super exciting to see he's a local guy here in dallas he actually um played in some uh, qualifying events there not too long ago he's he's a great player himself um, so I'm super excited for Brett to get in the winner circle, but you know, your boy Burns, who you're a fan of was right there, right behind him. Yeah. Jordan Spieth was creeping up on the leaderboard. Daniel Berger made a huge weekend run as did Scott Stallings. So we had some, some fun names there at the top, including Spieth that, you know, are coming into form and we got the PGA championship this week down at Kiowa and you know, it's going to be fun. A lot of different yeah. style of golf there. Right. So not, not sure we're going to expect 25 under par winning the PGA championship this week, but we'll see. I didn't even break 90 at that golf course. Now that was uh, my worst round of golf probably ever in my life. We were going to have uh, our guest Josh Kelly on to talk about uh, my, my just ter 
just terrible round of fucking golf. I don't even like thinking about it. I like getting embarrassed when I think back on it. It's like when you shit yourself in yeah, kindergarten. Josh was going to join us, but I think Ryan <laughs> paid him off to make sure he did not join us. So we didn't hear yeah, about this round. <laughs> I would just be sitting here getting red in the face. It, it's just like one of those things like where you do something really embarrassing in the past and you just randomly be driving in your car and think about it and you just kind of want to pull over and cry for a sec. Yeah, that's that's how it is. But anyways, yeah, hey, we've all I don't, been there, I don't man. Think we're going to be seeing Byron scores there. Uh, whatsoever but you know it was pretty cool to see uh see those guys go out there and uh tear it up and shoot some pretty low numbers you you got some you got in on some of the action too you got to see uh i saw one of your stories with um pat perez kind of chipping in or something like that run run us through that little story yeah man so uh i went out there with joe and, and jesse from g-tech and we were walking the course we watched austin um play a few holes who joe represents as well he was playing with Berger, and Berger was just on fire man. he was making everything hitting some great shots into greens and then we broke off because i wanted to catch pat i went to dinner and had some drinks with pat earlier in the week and just all around awesome dude um wanted to get to see him play and it, dude the way the course is set up it was pretty much a, a snooze fest like right around the middle of the course. There really wasn't that many people out there. They put some pretty cool activations out to where if, you know, the crowds were there, it could have been amazing. Um, but I still think there's some people that are fearful to get out into big crowds, I guess. And the weather was kind of spotty all week, but no masks in sight. You make it over to uh, 15, 14 green is a drivable green, which was fun to see some of these players get real aggressive with their shots. We almost saw a hole in one there. Um, and it's funny because we talked about hole-in-ones on par fours last week. So I was sitting there almost witnessed the second one in history. Um, then you make it over. And when you walk up to, to 17, it's a par three where they had the stadium pretty much all the way wrapped around it. So think of it as like a 10% of what waste management is. But it was really cool, though. Like fans were getting super loud. They were getting pretty shitty, sauced up, drinking beers. Um, yeah. No one was quiet when you're on the tee box. And so Pat was playing with John Rom. And it was cool. I got to catch up with John's wife. Her and I have talked a ton on Instagram, never got to meet in person. She's a total sweetheart. They just had their first child. Um, and, she, you know, she was like, you know, I don't really want, you know, John to to win necessarily this week. We don't want to waste it. We want him to play really good on <laughs> Sunday going into to the PGA. And I was like, ah, I get it. I get it. But Pat, so Pat tees off on 17 and he blocks it to the right. And it's not even that bad of a shot. Honestly, like no one was hitting that green. Uh, for some reason, it's not even that long of a part three, but it's just a really challenging pen location tucked in the back. Right. Rom flew the green was just off the back. Pat blocks his shot into the right side, green side bunker. And we walked up Pat. As soon as he missed his shot, he throws his club and literally like lands five feet away from where me and Jesse are standing. And I was like, fucking guy, like, you know, everyone's laughing. Everyone's yelling buttsy jokes at him. And it was funny. Cause when we were at, um, dinner Butsy came up and and uh he's like yeah everyone just fucking yells Butsy this Butsy that while i'm out on the course he's like Jesus. <laughs> like he's like this guy and so we're laughing about it and it was crazy because pat didn't know i was following him at this point and i'm hearing all these Butsy jokes and i get to the green and pat just one thing about him is he addresses his ball and just hits it there's no time wasted he's a super quick player he gets to right. the bunker and you know it's a tight pin it's tucked I'm thinking he's probably going to land this thing 20 yards or 20 feet away at least and have a really difficult par putt. He gets up to the ball and hits it. So at this point, I'm not able to like actually record his actual shot, but I have my phone ready. And as the ball is getting closer, I mean, dude, he jars it and makes a, a birdie putt and the crowd just goes nuts, which is super cool. Cause I hadn't been to a tour event in two plus years 
and haven't been around a crowd like that without masks and all that stuff outside of like an airport and right. God knows who, how long. And it was super cool, man. He picks the ball up and throws it and it's pretty much coming right at me. And I think the ball's going to knock me in the face as I'm recording. And luckily it flies over my head and it was just a cool moment to catch on, on video and to chat with Pat with quickly after his round, but it was, it was fucking awesome, dude. So that's pretty he, sick, he played pretty well. He shot, you know, a great number on any given week, but just wasn't quite enough at the Byron. Like, like I said, just super low scores coming yeah. in. So, are but, for sure. but it was fun, man. It was fun to get, get back into the swing of things and just see, but you had a great time as well down in Miami hype golf had yeah. a, an event down there. It looked pretty hype, no pun intended. So yeah. a lot of good stars out there. Tell us a little bit about what that was going on and what that was for. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with Hypebeast. If you're not, it's kind of like a design fashion collaborative, like basically Hypebeast posts anything that's that's cool that's being released that's kind of in the fashion or design world. Uh, yeah, I, I'm totally butchering that, but they just post cool shit that's coming out and um, cool collaborations with artists and things like that. So they've done really well. They've grown their page to like 10 million followers. They're a big network now. And so they've branched off and created Hype This, Hype That. And now one of those things they've created is Hype Golf. Um, I think they created that, you know, about a year ago. Um, so they they put an event together. Uh, they were trying to do it out west uh, due to COVID things. It just worked out better if they did it in Florida. Um, yeah, so they held uh, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. They they had the the Hype Golf Invitational at Miami Beach Golf Club. It was sick, man. You know, I was down in West Palm. Then we drove down to Miami for that. We got to spend a couple of days there in South Beach. We stayed at SLS. Um, shout out to Puma, uh, Cobra Puma for putting us up there. It's a pretty nice spot. It was pretty sick. So, so we had the whole Cobra Puma crew. They did a cool activation there. Uh, you know, they did like, uh, some fittings out there. They had, um, uh, Kyle Berkshire and I doing some like trick shots and, and stuff on the range, which is really cool, uh, for all the people coming by. Um, there was, there was a pretty stacked list of people, a lot of, a lot of, you know, celebrities. And I, I love that when they, when they bring, you know, people together that aren't necessarily golf specific and they bring them into the golf world and, Everybody can kind of, you know, build some relationships and collaborate and it's a cool atmosphere. Um, but yeah, Hype had some cool, cool things going on. Like they had this, uh, they had this station where like basically everyone would get a pair of brand new Puma shoes. Uh, they had like three different models of the shoes and then you would go and you would get like a custom paint job on your shoes, like right there on the spot. So like I showed up, got my new pro adapt deltas and then got a paint job and then like they dried and I played with the the shoes. I like we can we can make if if we make a little video clip out of it this is the the custom shoe that that's I got sick done. pretty that pretty cool. awesome yeah that's a really cool, cool activation to have at a tournament that's awesome yeah yeah it was sick so so um you know I, i've seen a couple people like my boy nomad customs does yeah shoes Roly. like that some yeah Rolly, he's the man so he was there too and um it was it was it was really sick to 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 see all that they had a dj bunch of contests things like that but then we got to play the course the course was sick the only bummer is is like this this event has been planned for a while and then they just just the course decided to aerate the greens like the week before oh. we got there and it was like Are you serious like why would you do that like right before our turn it was it was so lame wow but that's never the sucks it was it was okay i mean it wasn't the type of tournament where you're going out there and trying to go low i mean for some people i'm sure yeah. they were like like manolo vega who we'll discuss later in the show. He was out there. I'm sure he was trying to waggle that shit and smack that shit and fucking go low. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was a good time. Course was fun. Good layout. Michelob Ultra did an activation there and they had like a, a bar literally in a bunker. 
which was crazy because like they put it up kind of like in like 60 yards short of a green thinking like maybe you couldn't really reach it but like uh-huh. my ball was right in front of the bunker and there's just this girl like standing in the bar and i was like did my ball scare you she's like yeah lots of them coming here <laughs> so it's like this girl might die she might die i literally have a i'm gonna make a YouTube that's awesome video of the whole experience but i have like a video of me hitting my shot and the bar is like right behind me it's crazy but, holy shit well, that yeah, sounds pretty good, cool man it was a good time man it was a good time got to hang out and uh Miami Beach after that. Miami Miami Beach, I don't know if you've been lately. It's it's a little rough. It's been a couple years, dude. It's been a couple years. It's a scary place. It's a scary place. It's turning into Myrtle. So hopefully this COVID COVID settles down a little bit and they can get Miami Beach back up and bumping because there's some potential there to have a good time. So. Oh man, that's a great spot. But yeah, if it gets to the point where it's shitty like that, that's that's disappointing because that's like a little rough. Vegas is cool and all, but Miami Beach is cool because it's like you get the you get the nightlife and all that. That's way out into the middle of the night or early morning, and you've got the beaches. Oh, yeah. You've got tons of great clubs, great bars, good food. That's that's disappointing if it's getting to turn into a shit show. The, the, the food the food was good though, man. We had some cochinitas, cochinita pibil tacos. Holy shit, was that good? Some good sushi too. Oh man, it was good eating. I'll tell you. There that. you go. That's a great yeah. spot to lose a ton of weight to get in there and look good and then gain a ton of weight while you're there. Because you could just yeah, drink absolutely. a ton of sugary drinks, get hammered, eat some terrible bad food throughout the middle of the night. Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. Good spot. Good spot. Yeah, great spot. Great spot. Oh, well, that's awesome, man. It looked like a good yeah. time. Um, got the PGA tour, obviously gonna be moving into the major season now. We got PGA championship. Uh, we've got one major under our belt with the Masters. Um, PGA is always kind of that redheaded stepchild. Um, really interested to see kind of how it plays out. So we were going to talk through this with Josh a little bit, but now that, you know, he's going to miss the show, let's, let's just run through this venue. Obviously it's a venue you've played, obviously you have phenomenal memories there from your best round of golf ever. I've never <laughs> played it, but I've, I've seen, you know, several tournaments played there, uh, including the PGA championship that Rory, Rory won uh, in 2012. Um, I'm excited for this venue. The PGA championship is a, a tournament that I'm generally not too pumped on. I'm still going to tune in obviously, because it's a major yeah. Um, but this venue, like we were talking about last week, I believe how, you know, uh, Beth page was an awesome venue for the PGA championship. It challenged the players. I think this is going to be right up there right. with that. I think we're going to see some low, uh, not low scores. We're going to see some high scores come in. That's going to be ultra competitive. Um, I think it's going to involve a lot of strategy. Um, probably people who've played there before and done really well coming in with some confidence. So I'm really excited to watch it. I mean, I know a lot of people are kind of uh, not big fans of the PGA. I think a lot of people are upset about some of the PGA's decisions to move next year's event to, and we'll see some people probably hold out and not watch it, but I'm going to watch it. I'm excited about it. I love majors. I love golf history. I'm more of like a historian. And so when people win a ton of majors in a row, like Brooks, like he was winning a ton of majors in uh, succession, you know, I was like, dude, this is cool. Like we're witnessing history. I love that kind of stuff. I'm a golf nerd when it comes to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to, to tune in and check it out. And I've got my pick. I don't know who you got, but I think we need to up the ante. Uh, we've been over oh, two on both of ours. We both came pretty close though in Augusta. Um, but I think let's throw it out. Let's, let's throw five Hundy out uh, to see if, if either one of us can pick a PGA championship winner. Uh, a $500 bet. Oh man. Um, yep okay i really haven't even uh delved into this yet to think who my winner will be but i'll, I'll go out on a limb here you ready you yeah ready i'm ready let's hear it let's hear it i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm gonna go with rory okay 
I mean, you're not going out on too much of a limb. He's a recent winner, and he also won the PGA Championship there in 2012. He he won there. He won there, and he's coming back into form. I'm going Rory. Okay. It seems like a pretty – if it's 500 bucks, it's a safe pick. You got to make a safe pick. All right, everyone in the comments, if you're listening to this, give Ryan shit for the safest, easiest pick you've ever heard of in your entire life. But I mean – I'm going to go out on a real limb, a skinny limb that is a little bit half broken that I could fall off on my neck and break it, but – I'm going to go with Daniel Berger, okay? Okay. I think Berger is coming into form. He played so freaking good over the weekend. Um, I love his confidence. I like his swagger. He's a guy who I want to see on America's team when the Ryder Cup uh, goes on this fall. He's someone that I think the, 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 the country needs to be representing us. And I just – I love his game, dude. So, yeah, I don't know. I followed him a little bit when we were watching Austin play. And then I followed him on the leaderboard on uh, Sunday. And I just, I'm like, dude, this guy's coming into form. I know what we saw out of Byron is different. We're going to talk about that on our buy or sell segment, but I, I don't expect him to obviously come into form and just throwing darts in the greens at Kiowa. But I think he's a player who can play all types of courses. He's got all the shots. I'm going burger, man. So there we go. Yeah. Rory versus burger, 500 bucks on the line. See what happens. I, I like it. it. I like it. We'll we'll do a little side action. We'll go hundred dollars, so we have a guaranteed payout. Hundred dollars to whoever plays better. Okay. All right. Perfect. I like that. Okay. Money on the line, no matter what. So yes. All right. Well, let's move into our buy or sell segment. Sell. We got some fun topics to talk about. One not so fun, but looks like good news is coming out of it. The NCAA uh, seems like every time the NCAA hits a headline, it's for the wrong reasons. And this time we had a. Uh, collegiate event for the female golfers being played in uh, Louisiana. And there was a lot of rain going on here in this territory in Texas and Louisiana. And so we had some, some water on the course and they came out and basically told the girls that the course was playable, but not playable at a championship level. And they decided to actually just cancel this event, which you'd think that if they were going to replay it, no big deal, but they weren't, they right. just let the top six uh, seeds advance to the next round and these other girls who were finishing their, their season and some finishing their actual career, they could be seniors were left with no other tournament to play and their season and their careers were over. And the way this guy did it too, is just like, you know, he tried to do it with a sympathetic tone coming down the steps, all dramatic, toughest decision we've made and blah, blah, blah. And just turns his back and walks back up the steps after he announced it. And you can hear these girls like pleading and crying wanting to play and nothing and it's total bullshit. So, I mean, I'm already telling you my side of it and where I stand. And I think everyone's going to bit the same thing, but you know, buy or sell was the NCAA's ruling to call off the tournament, a bad call. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm buying this. It was a terrible call. I mean, to not reschedule it is just so it's so fucked up, man. Like to think that it could be like your, your last tournament and you don't even get a chance to play in it. Like that's gut wrenching, not only for the girls and the players, but like for their families, like that have supported them on their journey exactly. um, all, the, all the way to this point. And, and, and just to have it be so anticlimactic and it, it's, it's really, it's really terrible. So shout out to, to Riggs and Barstool for, for what they're doing and utilizing their resources to, you know, let them play. So, yeah, it, no, it, I mean, so yeah, if you're not familiar with what Barstool's doing, um, four play pod rigs leading the charge. And obviously you've got Erica and Dave, um, leading the charge at the top, but they basically started a, a let them play tournament. They're going to host in, uh, in Arizona. The course was donated to them for free to let this event happen. They've already had 40 plus 
of these girls um, register. They're going to cover their flights, their hotels, their rental cars, everything to come play in this event and just give them an opportunity. Obviously, it's not for anything. Uh, it's not going to impact their collegiate career, but it just gives them that like, you know, closing sentiment, just something where they can close the chapter and, you know, have fun with it. So they're giving yeah. an opportunity to help raise towards to cover these costs. So you can buy like hoodies, you can buy, you know, shirts and do all that kind of stuff. So um, crazy to see like here in 2021, you have Barstool Sports raising money to save small businesses and you have them doing an event like this to help with women's collegiate golf. Uh, 10 years ago, you would never have guessed Barstool would be doing stuff like this you know, right. out there good in the world, but hats off to those guys. Um, love to see it. And, uh, just total shit show at the NCAA. I mean, they've got to get their shit yeah. figured out. I mean, it's just yeah. ridiculous. All right. Next thing to move on to talk about the USGA. So one organization that has a lot of controversy with some of the, the way they, they run things to, to the next, but USGA, um, gave Phil Mickelson a special exemption to play in this year's us open at Torrey Pines. Obviously, we all know uh, this is one leg of the Grand Slam that Phil does not have. So buy or sell. Good call by the USGA to give Phil this exemption. Yeah, I'm going to buy. I mean, I understand why there could be an argument for both sides. Um, you know, give somebody else an opportunity to play somebody that kind of earned it or has been playing well. But I mean, it, it's it's the US Open. You know, viewership's been down cumulatively, but it, it's it's coming back up. And I think Phil is is you know a, a needle mover for sure. So and, and we want to see the Phil slam. Like who 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 wouldn't want you? Yeah, I mean, like who wouldn't want to see Phil go for it? Now, I mean, it, it's going to be tough for him, but it, it would be so fucking awesome to see. It really would. You know, I'm a lefty. I I've I've idolized Phil. Um, my entire life, despite the fact that he's been an asshole directly to my face sometimes and like with, but like, but like not, not knowing me, you know, like he didn't know who yeah, I yeah, am, yeah. but, yeah. but like, like, you know, like, I, I don't care. Still a Phil fan always will be. And, and I want to see him take every opportunity he has. I mean, he is definitely on, uh, on borrowed time here at this point when it comes to, um, competing in major championships, but, um, yeah, it would be fun to watch, man. Hopefully it does well. Listen, I'm going to buy two. I think it's a good decision by the USGA with Phil's full body of work. Um, the guy deserves it. He does move the needle. Um, I want to see him win the Grand Slam as do you. So many other people, you know, he hit, you know, he's hitting bombs. He's doing all this stuff, which is causing him to get into some troubled areas. Torrey Pines, as you know, is there's some thick rough there and there's some trouble that he can get in. But man, I mean, it's a course he's familiar with. He's a California dude. I'd love to see him out there and play and compete. So I'm going to buy it. I can see how other people can be disappointed by this decision, like a Pat Perez and some of these other tour pros that don't have, you know, an exemption. Uh, they have to play their way in. Um, Colin Yost, our, our buddy, you know, played in the qualifier, shot a 77, but he had 38 putts, you know, to advance to the second round of it. And, uh, you know, a guy like him, It'd be cool to see a guy like him, like a friend of ours, make it with, you know, a Cinderella story. But at the end of the day, it's just Phil. And I don't have any problems with it personally. I don't have any problems with Ricky getting his exemption this week. I think it's good for the game. I want to see both these guys play. So I'm buying all day long. So, but this, this will lead us into this next one though, um, a little bit, but buy or sell. It doesn't have to happen this year, but buy or sell. Does Phil actually get that elusive career grand slam? Yeah, I mean, I got to sell on that one. 
I mean, it's it sucks to say that, like being such a big Phil fan, like I said, but um, yeah, I just don't see it, man. I mean, with the with the level of the games at today and and um, the difficulty of these golf courses and and the the length it requires. Now, I mean, Phil does still hit it a long way, but I mean, it, it's taking a lot for him, a lot more for him to do that, and. You know, I just it, there's really not much to say about it. I I, I don't think that it's going to happen, and that that is heartbreaking because that is like one guy that really, you know, you would have expected to to get that job done, and and one guy that really deserves it. Uh, you know, given his, you know, given his history in the game. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I got to sell, but man, I I would love to be proved wrong here. Yeah, I, listen, we're going to agree again on this. I'm going to go ahead and, and sell too. I don't think he's going to pull it off. I think he is on borrowed time, like you alluded to earlier. Um, I think his game right now with just hitting bombs is not going to play off. I mean, but Bryson pulled that off last year at Wingfoot, but he was hitting enormous bombs and finding the fairway more times than not. And Bryson's just super strong. So he was hitting it out of the rough, right. like no problem. Um, I feel like... Phil getting into trouble there. I think he's going to have a lot harder time hitting greens from deep rough and, and more trouble. I just don't see it. Uh, now, if you want to count like a U.S. senior open into the mix, then there's a possibility there that that's going to happen. But I just don't see it happening at one of these regular U.S. open events. Um, it's just it's just not. I'd love to be proven wrong, too. Um, no one would be happier for the guy. Knowing Phil is a fellow Chargers fan like myself uh, is giving me kind of this found love for the guy because there's not many Chargers fans out there in the world. And we've all gone through a shit show of a, a lifetime following them. So, you know, I root for the guy mainly for that, but he's obviously become such a polarizing figure with social media in the last two years that you just can't help right. but root for the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's hilarious. So, all right, last question here. We can move on to our out of bounds segment, which I know yes. we're dying to get to, but the last question here is, do you enjoy tournaments like the Byron here last week where players just go super low? I'll sell, I guess you could say. I mean, I, I do enjoy watching, you know, these guys go out there and, and tear it up um, on, on certain courses. But, I mean, I really enjoy sitting down and watching these guys grind to shoot 10 under, you know, on a, on a Sunday. So, um, you know, I, I prefer the major championship golf or, or major championship conditions. I think it just really shows who the best golfers are in, in the, in the hardest conditions, you know, but, um, you know, and I don't think it really like, you know, we, we talked about this where, um, you know, you know, we said, you know, does that give you a a certain level of confidence going out there and shooting 20, 25 under for, for the four days, you know, leading into a major championship. And I don't really think it does. I think these guys are so used to putting up scores like that, you know, on like their home courses or courses that they, that they play a lot. Um, you know, TPC Craig's ranch, obviously not, or not TPC. Is it, is it a TPC course? I'm not sure. Yeah. TPC Craig's ranch, you know, not the true test of, of, of the best in the world. You know what I mean? So (laughs) these courses like that, these guys are expecting to go out there and, and, and absolutely just tear it up. Um, you know, but I, I don't, I don't think it benefits them in any, in any way. I don't think that, um, I don't think it does. I, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't know what I would love to see like the consensus on this question. Like, do people love to see people go extremely low or do they want to see them grind it out? I think people would, more people would say they, they'd like to see it, like, like to see people grind it out. Yeah. I mean, you, you see it all over the map with some of the comments on like the PJ tours posts or even some of my posts too, that I've done where people comment like, this is a shit, the shit course. Like I could broke 80 there or something, you know? And it's like, ah, I don't know about that. I mean, I, 
I played it a couple of weeks ago. There's some challenging holes and it can be long on some of the holes. Obviously these guys hit it a long way, but I, I don't know. Like I'm going to buy because I, I, I do enjoy seeing them go out and just obliterate a course, especially a course like that where you have access to it from the public's perspective, because I've always been out at some of these courses and I'm like, what would these guys shoot today if, if they went out and, and played this? And you kind of got a feel for it this week. You can see that they're, way better than any of us that they just go out and just blow up the course. Cause when you see them shoot three under or four or five hundred and win the tournament, you know, the TV sometimes doesn't show you the broadcast doesn't really show you how tough the mm-hmm. course really is playing. You know, you can't tell like how fast those greens are, except for some of the bloopers where it just rolls off the backside and you're like, Holy cow. Augusta gives you some of that, that picture of some of the undulation on the greens, but sometimes you just take for granted how good these golfers really, really are. And so when you see them play a course like Craig's Ranch, in fact, that I was just there a couple weeks ago, um, I shot, I think, 82 or 83. And Tyson Lamb, I was with, he shot like 73, 74. And, I mean, these guys are going out shooting 62 from the tips, you know, in tournament conditions, like no problem. And it was just like, holy cow. I mean, this is just insane to see the gap here, you know. And obviously they're practicing every day. They're playing for a ton of money and this, they do this for a living. But so I love to see it from that factor. But if I'm really getting down to it, like major wise, I definitely want to see these guys struggle. I don't want to see 25 under par in any major championship. Um, we've seen a little bit of that at masters in some years, but you know, I want to see these guys struggle because it separates them. Um, I don't think KH Lee is going to go into this week or even burger for that matter. My pick, I don't think they're going to go into this week with this confidence and just bring their game that they had at the Byron into Kiowa and just start throwing a bunch of birdies up on the board. I, I think it's going to be completely different, but it probably gives them a little bit of swagger, but it's not going to, they can't carry that game over week to week. And that's where it's going to separate the boys from the men because the men know that they've had to go in with a, a strategy and play the course differently. I think there's going to be a lot of people who just go out there and, you know, play their game like they played at Byron and they're going to find themselves in a lot of shit, probably a lot of water. Um, and they're not going to, put up these yeah. low numbers. So I'm, I'm excited to watch it though. It's going to be yep, fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go over to our buy our out of bounds segment here. Four! And this is what, you know, we've been waiting to talk about. Hopefully everyone stay tuned into this episode. We're going to drive a lot of traffic here uh, for our listeners. Now we have some breaking news and I, we can't say that we can confirm a hundred percent that this news is accurate, but Ryan and I yeah. both feel that it is. Um, and, you know, time will tell, but we had a guest a couple weeks ago, Nalo Vega, one of the hottest sensations in golf internet history. Um, we had our first exclusive interview with the man, and we had a great talk with him and Jimmy from Tropicana Golf Club. Well, Ryan, you were down in Miami this last week, and some news started surfacing that maybe Manalo isn't really a real person. Maybe Manalo is right. a character. And then there were some links that were shared, some IMBD profiles um, of an actor named Eric Kerrigan. That's down in Los Angeles, who speaks fluent Spanish, looks exactly like Manalo, um, is a professional golfer. Uh, all signs lead to this is the guy. And you and I, I mean, listen, you and I both feel confident that this is Manalo and this is a character, but I guess we can't be 100% sure. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, how do you feel now that you know that, like, this isn't a real guy and that this is like a yeah, character? So <clears throat> let, let me break it down for you. So, Manolo Vega is definitely Eric Kerrigan. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's him. I, I, I'll, 
you know, you can you can Google Eric T. Kerrigan and on a link will be brought to you, Hollywood and me, and you can see his full profile. Um, and he's got a one-on-one video and a demo reel. Now, this was given to me. Uh, this link was sent to me by somebody. I won't say who. And I saw it. Now, I was, I was, I was a little let down. Like, okay, let me tell you this. If it's a character, I don't care. You know, N- no big deal. It's still amazing. It doesn't take anything away from it. I mean, it's so good. It's great for the game of golf. It's, it's hilarious. It brings joy to people's faces. And Manolo or Eric is a fantastic human being. This guy is really awesome. Hey, you got to meet him. I got to spend some time with him and he was super personable. Very nice. Goes out of his way to have a conversation with you, despite the fact that a million people are trying to have a conversation with him. Like a very, very good dude. But when we had him on the show originally, his boy Jimmy was on, if you guys recall. And Jimmy was like, hey, can you send over the questions you're going to ask him first? You know, he's like a little nervous because there's like a language barrier. Right. And so yes, we're thinking, yeah. but we're, we're not even thinking to ask him if this is all an act or anything because of that. Right. No. Like we're, we're yeah. like, oh, my God, this guy like barely speaks English. Like this is crazy. You know, like let, let's just do a quick little interview. Nothing too pressing, you know. And and so now I'm just like, damn, we got played. Like we, we totally <laughs> we, we, to- we, we totally got played. So I'm going to play this clip really quick. This is his. Just let me make sure we can uh, hear this here, but I'm going to play this clip. Hi, my name is Eric T. Kerrigan. I am an actor. I'm more of a character actor than anything else. Comedy is far and away the thing I'm best at. Improv comedy. I can do drama. I can be a villain. But you put me kind of a Javier Bardem spends a night at the Roxbury with little Chris Kattan, maybe a little bit John Leguizamo. That's where I stand. That's where I thrive. I'm also a golf professional, which trips people out. I'm Mexican and Irish. I look like I'm Armenian or I'm from the Middle East, but I'm not. I get English. There you go. So, so there you go. I mean, listen, this guy, like I'm, I'm with you, man. Like if it's a character, which it is amazing. Like I love Saturday Night Live skits. I love characters. Bob Minnery is even a character. I mean, he's not really probably who he is on his page as he is in real in real life. I've been around Bob a couple of times. Like, it's fine. But the fact that like we got, got played and duped a little bit on like, Hey, language barrier, ask the questions. It kind of leaves you a little bit of like, why? Like I, if they would have let us in on that, I would have been like totally cool. But yeah. I wouldn't even have I would brought never, this up. I would never have brought this up. Right. Yeah, I'd be like, Oh dude, that's cool, man. You, you're killing it. Like, how can we help you? You know? And I still want him to continue to do this. I think it's hilarious. Uh, Ian Poulter just posted a fucking video, like mimicking him and having fun. So, I mean, at the right. end of the day, like, this is awesome. And the whole world of golf from the top all the way down to the bottom loves it. And I think they continue, they will continue to love it, but it's not who he is, which is a little disappointing. Cause like part of me was like, Hey man, when I go to California, you know, I have an event out there in August. Like I would have loved for him to be there or I would have loved to go to his club and like go get a lesson from him or go play a few holes and like shoot some content knowing that like, that's who this guy was. Right. And so now I'm, I still would want to do that. I think it'd be fun, but I don't know that I want to go meet up with Eric Kerrigan and go do that, you know, because then it's like, I don't know, like Rob Mason. I played with Rob Mason at his uh, member guest at at Atlanta. We talked about this on the podcast and he has the best Trump impersonation out there. And whether you love Trump or you hate Trump, his impersonations are super funny because he he makes fun of Trump because Trump says dumb shit all the time. And uh, but it's cool, though, because like I could talk to Rob as a person and he's a great dude and yeah. we have a lot in common. We're actually good friends. And, and then, 
you know, we do something stupid and he goes into his Trump impersonation and we all laugh and it's hilarious, you know? And so I don't know. I don't know if that's where Manalo takes this, where he goes in and out of Eric and Manalo, or if it just is Manalo all day. So that's why I want to ask you. I mean, you were around him for an extended period of time. Did he ever break character down no, in Miami? Like, he, he will not break character. He, he hasn't broken character in front of anybody throughout the whole day, the whole time. He, 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 he just, he, he will not do it. He won't break character. So I think, I, I think that it, it's, it's hard because if, if you do break character, like, okay, then, you know, people are going to start to understand, okay, this was all an act and they might feel a little duped or whatever. But I don't think that that's really what will happen. I think that if he does and he shows us the real side of him, it's going to allow people to connect with him a little bit more and get to know the real, the real him. You know what I mean? Because like, because like I'm spending time with this guy and he's being very nice and, and all this, but like, is that Manolo being nice or is that Manolo trying to be nice? So like, or is it Eric Kerrigan, but in a Manolo voice, it's like, you can't, you can't get a grasp on the guy because you don't know what's what. So, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, I'll go back to Bob again. Like it's, they're way different characters, but I mean, Bob was sleeping in his car, like, broke as hell and moved back to the East coast and lived with his parents. And then like these voiceovers took off and he's gotten a phenomenal voice. He's got this sick, twisted sense of humor that a lot of people love. Uh, it says things a lot of people think, but won't, aren't willing to say themselves. And now here he is 3 million followers. He's super famous. He's hanging out with, you know, hot chicks all the time. And he's playing, hanging out with super uh, athletes, um, NFL, NBA, golf, whatever. Um, he's made it for himself, but his story, his background is actually what makes you kind of want to root for Bob even more and right. stick around. Cause there's times where Bob's like, I mean, it gets annoying or it's too much and stuff, but you're like, ah, you know, knowing where he came from, you're like, dude, the guy's made it happy for him. You want to see him succeed. That's like, same with this. Like, I don't know if his acting career was like, is, has been long. I don't know if he's had a lot of success. It doesn't look like it, but, um, obviously super talented and funny guy. I mean, this character, which looks like it was created on the internet last fall, uh, finally picked up steam here in April. Um, and then into May and he's made it, you know, in less than a year, he's, he's, you know, he's quickly going to get to half a million followers. Um, and if not way more than that. Um, and you know what, what's funny is he's probably done this character around Jimmy and some of these other friends for a long time. I bet that, but they played golf in California fucking off and then Manalo's alter ego, you know, comes out and they all laugh and belly laugh after they've had a few beers or something like that. Cause dude, it's fucking funny. I mean, the way he talks and his mannerisms, I mean, it's a great character. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, Jimmy's story had some truths to it. I think where he probably was like, dude, you need to create this online personality. You've got to have this. And and they did it and here they are. And it was a wild success. And I hope they crush it. I hope they keep growing. I hope they make a lot of money. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it's not a real person, which is a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. It would have been cool if we had like all sat down after that round of golf. Like we all did sit down. We all had uh, like a little light dinner together and, um, you know, he never broke character, but it would have been so cool had he done that and like, just like told us his story and, and we would have just been like, shocked and maybe that's what he's planning and maybe we're kind of ruining that but i mean regardless of us saying this it's already out people are just too afraid to talk about it and i hope Mandela yeah. doesn't take this the wrong way but you know you you played us man you you played us and 
and and and we and we found out but it's okay man like we love the character but now i want to get to know eric kerrigan like i want to know his story i want to know everything about him because he seems like such a really like a, a genuinely good dude that just wants to put a smile on people's faces and um yeah, yeah dude and i hope that job. he i hope he comes back on the podcast and we can talk to him because i want to hear the story i mean the character is fucking awesome and i want to do is. more content with him and I want to help him grow. I mean, I, if I can help him grow to a higher level platform and do some awesome stuff, I, I'm open arms willing to do that. I hope he doesn't take it personally because it's not. It's just, you know, the golf world is all talking about him and who he is and how funny he is and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, people are talking about it now behind the scenes. You know, we figured since we had him on the podcast here recently and and so forth, you know, we just wanted to share this news and talk about it. But all good. We love the character. We hope it continues to blow up and do some fun stuff. But, you know, Eric Kerrigan, hopefully we see you on the podcast soon. We can talk about your backstory, how this character came about and what your plans are with it and what we can expect in the future. So, yeah, don't take this too personally, buddy. Yep. We love you. You're the man. Keep it up. Keep going. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Freaking wild, dude. So, all right, man. Well, hopefully everybody, you know, enjoyed the pod. It's always fun catching up, Ryan. Um, yep. I hope Daniel Berger wins the PGA championship this week. I can mm. use the extra 500 bucks on something special. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be good. Now we got a little, uh, stake in the game. It'll be a little bit more interesting to watch. So I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah. the recap. Hopefully I'll be uh, a little richer, put it right in my crypto. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we will, uh, we'll be together in Jersey, uh, this next weekend. I've got the tournament a week from today, so we will, uh, catch up in person and we'll do this next episode, uh, together yeah. on camera for the first time. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, if you haven't already, please, uh, subscribe, give us a rating, give us a review on the podcast. Uh, anything helps and give us a follow on Shane Cappen's pod on Instagram. So we appreciate everybody and your support and we look forward to catching up with you next week.